Uh. All right, everyone. Welcome into another Friday edition of Top of the Key. I'm Stefan. Joined by Justin. Justin Egglebart. Back in action twice in a row now. Yeah. You're putting together a streak. You're going to start chasing James Harden's streak. <laughs> I'm stuck in town now because I got a job I got to go to Monday oh, through man. Friday. How terrible. So that means that you're going to get me every Friday night. On okay. the show, so well, it works out for everybody. Come on out for a Friday <laughs> night here at Top of the Key. We're on River West Radio 104.1 FM Milwaukee. Uh, find us on iTunes, yep. Top of the Key Podcast. Riverwestradio.com. Riverwestradio.com slash SoundCloud. shows. Yeah, we got SoundCloud. What else we got? Who knows? Twitter. <laughs> uh, email. Yeah, Vine. Send us an old school letter. Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give your home address? Give there me, you go. Let's give your parents address. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I want stuff showing up in my... I almost swore there some on the packages. radio. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. Don't want some fines. Martin would come out here and lose his mind. <laughs> yeah. It won't take... <laughs> all right. Whew. There's a lot that happened in the in the sports world. Uh, we're going to get into actually all three major sports today. And we're going to get into some funny stuff, some serious stuff. Is that uh, a backhanded thing against things. the NHL right there? No, I mean, those so are the three major sports. I mean, I like the NHL. You think tennis isn't, doesn't count? No, NASCAR is not in there for you? No, no. NASCAR. Is NASCAR even a sp- I don't know. I mean, Do you, you don't watch uh, golf? Are NASCAR drivers athletes? <laughs> good, good question. <laughs> are golfers athletes? I don't know. I mean, at least in golf, you're like walking and moving and doing stuff in a driving you're just in a car driving you're not going not doing <laughs> yeah. anything it's like well, you could be 300 be good, though yeah but that's, that's but you don't have to be physically fit to do any of that yeah. i mean not that you necessarily need to be like super physically fit to be a great golfer I guess. or a baseball player there's a lot of real fat old baseball players <laughs> that keep playing until they're like 43 you know that's true pitchers and first baseman let's let's talk a little bit about some baseball here yeah let's do it the free agency market has certainly not been what many expected or maybe many expected that the agents are uh, not happy the market's sort of the same as last year we saw jd martinez sign uh, around this time i think it was last year that That five-year deal deal with the with the red sox but that was sort of worth every penny this year the two names were manny machado and obviously bryce harper and bryce harper had that uh 10-year 300 million dollar Deal he turned down on the, or offer on the table that he turned down from the Washington. Nats, yeah. and now he's a free agent. But the point apparently that offer is off the table. Yeah, you think so, after Machado signed the same deal, that now it has to look a little bit more attractive to him. There is that opt out in Manny Machado's contract. I think it's after the fifth year. I want to say ten year contract. It's crazy. Yeah, but the only the first five years, they're five years first, and then there's the option year, which I think sort of just extends that contract. I think I'd have to double check what triggers everything. I think we'd have to. It's probably really a player. You got to assume it's a player option, right? I don't know how baseball contracts work, but he, he's got to have a lot of power in this. Uh, I'm sure it would also allow him if he wanted to say opt out, it would be opting out after the 2023 season. He'd be a free agent in 2024, I guess, presumably since uh, the baseball kind of the off season runs into two years uh, with the winter meetings and all that. So the 2024 season would be the first year that he would be, I guess uh, could be a free agent and he'd be 31 at that time. So he could still sign. He'd easily get uh, another, another, huge deal. another pretty decent deal. Probably move over to third or base years. or something. Cause people play third till they're like 40, 41. He's best probably at third base. Yeah. He's a, arm and he's, yeah a, he's a good, uh, he's offers solid value there and good hitting. Uh, but, uh, at shortstop, he, he isn't quite that 
quite as good on defense at the shortstop position. Yeah. He's more average, and then his his hitting numbers are nice for that spot. For shortstop, yeah. But as far as shortstops go, absolutely, you won't get any better than that. But. Yeah, but so it's kind of a weird. He's kind of a weird spot because you can play him in two different spots, but you sort of get disadvantages from either. But in San Diego, he's not really going to have much talent around him. He's not going to have much of a lineup around him. He's going to be kind of thrown in that fourth spot and. To no be, protection. To be fair, it's kind of nice to see a another marquee big name baseball free agent go to a smaller market team. For a long time, free agency in baseball has been entirely dominated basically by a few teams generally. I mean, we do get those outliers, but you got sometimes you get San Diego and San Francisco will get random like big name free agents, but San Diego, not so, not as much, I guess, really, to be honest. They're kickstarting that rebuild, I guess. San Francisco just has kind of a reputation because they won a couple of World Series in the last. 10 and it's years. a big market, though. Yeah, I mean, I sort of, I know they sort of share their market with the Oakland A's, uh, but but San Francisco is a huge market, even just by itself. If you, you exclude don't count the San Bay Diego as a big market. It's just I mean, just because there's two teams in LA, I wouldn't yeah. say I would say San Diego is a smaller market, but I would s- certainly. Because it's not on par with those, with those, but I wouldn't say it's as small of a market as you know, like Kansas City, maybe or like even Milwaukee, right? Uh, stuff like that. So I could commit to San Diego for ten years, no problem. Yeah, I wouldn't. You have asked me to go there, there for ten I years. Have, would you want to play for the dollars? Padres though? <laughs> <laughs> what if you had that same offer with another oh. team? With well, it depends. I mean, Toronto. Or I would go to Toronto. That'd be fun. Well, Taxes would be, be a whole lot different in Canada, though. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess in California taxes are pretty high too, but it's a lot different in Canada. Obviously, That's, man, we'd have to. I'd have my lawyer figure that out. Like, mm-hmm. no matter to me. Like, just give me a couple million dollars a year to live off of. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a simple man, you know. Well, okay. So, what do we what do we think is going to happen with Bryce Harper now? I mean, how long is it going to go before? And is this bad? I mean, we heard a lot of discussion, or at least I did, about. And some of the players that come out, Justin Verlander, among others, Mike mm. Trout even talked about how this is not good for baseball. But what are you seeing? I mean, we're seeing these teams that are doling out these 10-year-long deals we saw, like with Prince Fielder. We're Ra- seeing with Ryan Albert Pujols. Yeah, we're seeing some of, some of these guys, like you're just not going to be productive at that age and to be paying a guy $30, $40 million at that point in their career, all guaranteed money is just kind of bad business uh, it doesn't mean that some of these guys aren't worth it i would just think that you know some of the teams would want to offer the same amounts of money or maybe even a little bit higher amount of money for a lower time period like i would have loved to get manny Mach- i mean manny machado is still pretty young at, at 26 but you know offering like a seven or even it's, eight it's young deal, for baseball like baseball players yeah can go i mean they don't well. hit free agency until later anyway just because of the way that the uh, the minor league system works, by the time they're called up, the eligibility rules, and then the they have arbitration, yeah. which is a disaster for that sport as well. It really creates issues or can create a lot of issues between the player and the team because you get in a room, basically, and the player is trying to argue and point out all of these reasons why they should be paid X amount of dollars or more. You just look and at then the, the team stats. turns around and just yep. basically poops on uh you know the player by going in and saying this these are all your your deficiencies the this is what you didn't do this year the you didn't reach your goals on this or yada yada and they try to argue why you shouldn't get paid more money it's like a and marital that can, spat yeah that can like. fracture a relationship just hearing these negative things come out of 
the team's mouth or or the, whoever represents them in that. In you're, that for, you're forced to kind of take the kid gloves off, baby. Yeah, and it, like I said, Slap it can, it can make some issues, bit. and that's why mm-hmm. some players do leave in free agency. Uh, to me, I don't with the baseball thing. I, I just I don't understand. I actually like the trend for some of the younger teams and and the younger GMs that are understanding you don't give out these longer term deals. Uh, and there's you, we're that's seeing why we more money seen. ball stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, baseball is moving a lot towards analytics. There's a lot of things in baseball right now that I think are not allowing them to grow in the same way that the NBA and even the NFL to a lesser extent are growing. I mean, the NBA is just growing and growing more every year. And I feel like baseball is slowly declining as a lot of its hardcore fans are in the older generation. And as those people, you know, cycle out a lot of the younger generation, we don't, or at least a lot of people I know aren't, aren't as into baseball. I mean, it's fun to go to games. And stuff. Another park is a great but, experience, yeah. but it's more of a regional sport. There's so many players, uh, you know, players are cycled in and out of, you know, the minor leagues, et cetera. And it's just objectively boring, too. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, you're just sitting and watching people standing around most of the time. Yeah. For like, three and a half it's, hours. It's, a, it's, there's, you know, and especially now where there's a lot less of balls put in play. It's either you're striking out, you're walking, or you're hitting a home run. Yeah. So there's not a lot of action on the field. I mean, there's action between the pitcher and the batter, the catcher. But outside of that you're not getting the fielders involved and stuff like that. And, and and I think that's sort of what's, I mean, yeah, the home run is exciting, but it's also watching, you know, seeing other ways to manufacture runs and stuff like that. I, I think there's a, and I think that that creates the entertainment issue sure. for, for baseball. And I mean, 90% of the fans in Milwaukee just like to go get drunk before the games. Like that's all they really care about. There's so many bandwagon fans that don't know anything about the sport. Like, well, just want to go to. The I mean, you can say that about any market when a team is winning. I Bandwagon think. fans like the Bucks right now. I'm a Warriors fan, man. Don't yeah. even come to me about that. Well, <laughs> it's as bad in any ca- case. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But I think the if you took, for the if you took away, if you took away the tailgating experience at Miller Park, like let's say, because I lived in Minneapolis for a long time, and when I lived there, the Metrodome was still there, but they built. Um, was it U.S. Bank Stadium there, basically on the Metrodome site. It's almost basically right downtown. And then Target Field is essentially, uh, it's a little bit, uh, what is it, north of there? Yeah, I don't know. My directions are all messed up where I'm thinking. But either way, it's pretty much downtown too. And there's no parking, you know, because Miller Park is just surrounded by parking lots basically. And people go and they grill out and they drink and they play games and all that. I mean, people do that for the NFL too. Uh, Packers games and at other places, but it's really special at Miller Park. It's a great experience. Well, in Wisconsin, I mean, they it's aber- a big thing, yeah. It. But if you took that away, like if we put Miller Park downtown and there's no parking lots around and people aren't able to do that and have that experience, are the Brewers as popular? Are they as big of a draw? Well, when they're winning, they are, but they're not usually winning. Like this year, I think they would have had just as many people going. But normally, you know, my entire life they've been terrible other than like maybe two years. Pretty much, yeah. I you mean, know, they had one year where they snuck into the playoffs and we knew they were going to get swept by the Cardinals right away. And then yeah, last year, year, that was that pretty was really much it. what was happening. Well, that year, like Niger Morgan, I think it was 2012 or 13, they made it to what that was. And then last year against the Dodgers, we just knew after Yasiel Puig was uh, his, that baby park, come on, Milwaukee. Yeah. That was funny. And they 
they, nice impersonation. That was pretty good. That was as good as I can do. We had I'm a shot at Cuban just, accent. We just still don't have any starting pitching, and that bugs me every year. I'm like, how do you not get another starter? Well, like I mean, everybody knows their biggest hole. They kept um, yeah, it is what's his name, Mustakis, right? Yeah, he came back. He's One gonna be year, playing second ten this year. million dollar mm-hmm. deal. So I mean, the Brewers at least were able to keep a guy they <laughs> went out and got. I remember him and Hosmer were a big draw for the Royals for a while. They won that World well, Series. They went to the World Series. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I mean, do you think is there a spot for Bryce Harper? You think? I mean, the Phillies have been mentioned. I think he's going go to the the go. The Nationals going to go. Yeah, because uh, the White Sox apparently had a really good deal on the table for Machado, and he didn't go there. Mm-hmm. And I've heard from uh, you know, I've read a lot of rumors that people are like, "Why didn't you go to the White Sox, man? You'd be having." So well, much I have fun. a question. So I know for say like the NBA, you're playing pretty much in the winter. Most mm-hmm. of the year, and so you your home area, I guess you'd want to be in a place like say like my when LeBron went to South Beach or L.A. or whatever where it's nice. Uh, but in baseball, you're playing in the summer, and like the summer in Chicago ain't too bad. You no, know, it's, it's nice. Uh, the summer in uh, anywhere basically is not too shabby. I mean, there's places that are gonna be hotter than others. You know, like maybe you don't like the Texas heat, or maybe you don't want to go to Toronto. Like that. And- the cold summers <laughs> yeah i mean that's Sometimes. not even that cold but right. either way or maybe you don't like the mugginess of florida or something like that so i mean i understand that there's preferences but in the summer i mean most places are pretty nice so is that i think that's that why as, you bi- as big of a thing in, with baseball players i don't know i mean i don't think it is i mean and you see the yankees every year they get all the biggest names and i mean yeah but they're the yankees you know yeah but the knicks i mean it's, they have yeah, trouble. but the Knicks are not run correctly. Like That's the true. Yankees. The Yankees are the greatest franchise in baseball history. The well, Knicks are not nearly close. That, well, I mean, yeah. What do they have? One, two titles? But they do have trouble attracting big Knicks names. Knicks have one title or two? Knicks maybe one. I think it's one. With yeah, Willis Reed exactly. The, what was that, 72? Sounds about right. 73, I'll whatever. I'll go with that. I think it was 73. So... Yeah, the Knicks have won in uh, how many years? And the Yankees have, what, years. 27 or whatever? So that's right. a very different, you know, dynamic. That's true, but, the, I mean... But the Yankees are like the Lakers. You know, the right, Lakers but what, what, you, what you're talking about, guys. though, is that it, uh, they play during the summer, right. so they don't have trouble attract, attracting big names. And clearly, they've always had the biggest names in mm-hmm. New York, but they also don't have a cap, like a hard cap on the payroll, so they can go right. as high as they want. I, yeah, that creates a little bit of a different dynamic, too. I just would... I mean, I guess we'll see what the difference was with Machado if he wanted to, you know, whether he thinks the Padres are moving in the right direction more or likes the team better, the area better, They are not going to win anything. He's just going to go mm-hmm. there and toil in obscurity. Let's and just make his money. Well, you know, maybe, maybe he can do what Giancarlo Sand did. Get that big money contract somewhere, play there for like two or three years, his way tell out. them how bad <laughs> they suck and demand a trade. And then they trade him and he can go somewhere else. That's what, uh, what's his name? Uh, we had the Brewers had a guy like that that forced his way out. That was really good. Uh, Sheffield, Gary Sheffield. Oh, Gary Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. Played two years, I think, here, and then was like, I don't want, I don't want to be here. Bat whipping all crazy in the batting stance. I remember Gary yep. Sheffield. Fastest hands in baseball, probably. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, we, we've been talking about that for a good. We spent a good time on baseball. I like that. Well, oh, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. looks amazing. By the way, that's my last thing. I loved Vlad Guerrero. Guerrero. His son, his son hit players. like three, no batting gloves. He hit like three eighty last year in AAA. Nice. He's gonna be Hopefully up this year on up. Toronto. They've been showing him like just hitting. They're going with Canada, huh? Montreal Expos, and then and then now he's playing for Toronto. His son's playing for Toronto Blue Jays. That's nice. how that works out. Um, do you want to talk uh, a little bit about? Should we talk any more about the Colin Kaepernick settlement? 
Yeah, I'm going to let you do it because you are way passionate about it, and I'm just going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, not a lot of... We, we briefly touched on it last week. It happened last Friday in the morning, the detail, or not details, but the news was announced. And so not a lot had come out at that time. And so it was sort of stupid or irresponsible to start commenting about things that we don't know anything about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially when we don't know any facts. I mean, you can take whatever inferences or, you know, conclusion with the facts, but if you don't know the facts, you, it's hard to get to a conclusion. We didn't have the numbers. And we still don't have any numbers. Uh, you know, the details have not emerged because of this non-disclosure agreement. Although uh, there are reports, obviously, that the NFL uh, is sort of happy with the settlement and it wasn't as high as some people might have thought. It could be just that the NFL is leaking that information to make it seem like it's better for them. I mean, we saw it happened on a Friday before the All-Star game. I think that was sort of telling in the news cycle because it was, I want to say buried, uh, because there were a lot of shows that obviously... It and, almost and felt like they did it on purpose. You know? Yeah, of course. That's why they did that. Yeah, They weren't going to announce it on a Monday and have spend all have everyone talking about all week. So announce it on Friday. Announce it on Friday with the All-Star game. And you know yeah. on Monday everyone's going to be... All the shows are going to be opening with the All-Star game and the dunk stuff and whatever. Instead... Oh, that was uh, something that I don't think we really talked about last that week. The horrible we didn't get dunk to. contest? Yeah. That was terrible. Every year. It's John worse. Collins with the plane was, that was so stupid. He didn't even make it <laughs> over. Like, it was so and bad. And then, of course, he got somebody jumping over somebody. I think that they, yeah, I think that they need to change that rule to just, um, to, like, you can only try uh, attempt to dunk, like, twice, and then you have to do something else. Remember when Chris uh, Chris Anderson missed, like, 20 in a row, and he took, like, 20 minutes to do one dunk? No, they I let don't. Him just keep going? Forget all that. But let's get back to the Kaepernick thing for a sec. Uh, I guess I don't really know. I mean, there's not as much to say or there's not as much uh, to talk about just because, again, we don't know the details. Um, but I would say that I would like to see, I hope that Colin Kaepernick can get a job in the NFL. And I actually think it might indicate how much money he could have gotten if whether or not he does get a job. If he doesn't get a job in the NFL and his NFL career is over, then maybe he got more money than we think because he is basically essentially not going to play in the NFL anymore. Or if he gets signed with the team or in, in plays in the NFL again, it's possible the NFL um, gave less money because they said that they would basically bring him back into the fold. Uh, and I think it's also going to depend on whether or not he stands for the national anthem. If a team signs him, we haven't heard publicly really from Colin Kaepernick at all during this. Do you like that or dislike that as far as him sort of being like, I want to say the voice of this movement because he hasn't been the voice, but he's sort of been the face of it. Uh, What do you think about him not really speaking publicly about any of this? I don't think he's allowed to. I think he just had to settle for the money. I don't mean the case. Oh, I yeah. mean the whole anthem protest thing in general. I mean, we basically haven't heard from the guy in over a year or two. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I'm not really sure. Um, I feel like now he's got that gag order, and it kind of sucks. Like, he put himself in that spot now where he's not going to be able to talk. So the story is just going to kind of go away. I don't think he's really got a shot at playing again. Like, I still think he does. You think so? I could see. If him. you took away the anthem stuff, Colin Kaepernick would be on a team. He's totally. certainly one of the best 64 quarterbacks. Every team carries at least two, plus some teams carry three, and there's practice squad stuff. So you're to, you're, they I go mean, to Canada or something. There's ostensibly 
64 plus, let's say at least, there's at least probably 75 quarterbacks employed at any given time in the NFL, if not more, by teams, by 32 teams, because every team I say at least carry two. So there's at least 64 plus then any injuries if players are placed on injured reserve and you sign quarterbacks. I mean, like I said, so there's got to be at least 75 to 80, if not more, quarterbacks that are paid on a roster in a given season in the NFL. You cannot tell me that Colin Kaepernick is not one of the best 75 to even 80 quarterbacks in the NFL. He might be you know the top his, 40. His, his story precedes him, though. Like He doesn't just sit on the bench as a backup and not like draw everybody's eye like the entire game, just staring at Colin Kaepernick. Well, I mean, if he's not doing anything. I, I mean, we haven't heard from him, so we don't know what kind of role he wants. We don't know what kind of money he wants. I just think the, sto- the story is just too big at this point. Like It's so much bigger than... And that's why, like I said, I think it's going to be interesting to see if he does get a job or not, just because that could have something to do with uh, the details of the settlement. Although his lawyer, I believe it was came out and said he wouldn't be surprised if Colin Kaepernick was signed by a team. And there were two teams that were mentioned specifically. uh, The Panthers were one of them who they have signed Eric Reed, who's a friend of Kaepernick's and was engaged uh, in the lawsuit with Colin Kaepernick. That'd be a nice spot. In addition. And they have new management, uh, new ownership, excuse me there. uh, Who's obviously more progressive than um, what's his name jerry richardson was yeah exactly Uh, the other spot was the patriots though but they're in some hot water of their own and they might not want to take any more negative backlash should we get into this yeah let's do it let's move on the patriots ring finally has a sting uh to it sting of the ring baby robert Kraft has been arrested and is facing the owner of the Cle- of the uh, New, New England Patriots, yes, yeah. Robert Kraft. Uh, he's owned the team, I believe, since the mid to late '80s. I want to say Long for all their Super Bowl time. championships, mm-hmm. he is facing prostitution charges in what I think it was Florida, right? Yep, Florida. Yeah, is part of a human trafficking and prostitution Sting. investigation that involved uh, a numerous agencies in numerous cities, different police forces, and. Um, sheriff's departments etc stuff like that and there was 165 men total that have been charged so far there's going to be apparently dozens more uh there were five day spas that were shut down as part of this investigation so far um and there's a lot more to come and it's been said that uh the report is that the men who have been charged in this case that the authorities have video evidence on all of the men charged so if they have video evidence of robert Kraft doing this whole thing well they'll i mean it should be pretty cut and dry case maybe maybe they'll robert Kraft wouldn't want that to become public he Mm -hmm. has denied doing anything illegal but i mean are we surprised the billionaire is doing something Heck like no. this? No. I mean, he's married to an actress that's about um, almost 20. 40 years younger than him. Yeah. Uh, he was married to his wife until for um, almost 50, I think it was almost 50 years uh, until she died in 2011. And he's been married to um, that actress for the last few years. Well, give him free reign, man. If your wife dies after 50 years, you can go do, you know, you can date do whoever you want and do all that. You can do anything except for get prostitutes. Yeah. I mean, that's. 
And the interesting gotta part, t- like I said, is that somewhere. this is not only a prostitution thing, but also has ties to human trafficking. So this could lead up. I mean, it's possible people that were arrested know things. Slippery uh, slope, man. Lead, it's going to could keep... lead higher. I mean, it's possible some of these people might try to flip deals, et cetera. Uh, it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens with this case if the, because uh, Robert Kraft is is obviously good friends with Roger Goodell, and Robert Kraft has been doing uh, all kinds of interesting things lately, including advocating for like Meek Mill, uh, and trying to get some goodwill among uh, among other Meek Mill. Other huh? Groups. I missed this one. <laughs> yeah, he went and was supportive of Meek Mill, and uh, he went and visited him in prison and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cool, man. Out. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so he's been doing kind of uh, he's been helping with the the sort of criminal justice reform thing and uh, I mean he is a very philanthropic uh, person but um, I, I mean obviously <laughs> there's, 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 there's different sides to everyone everyone has a, a secret life and when you're a billionaire uh, you kind of just do whatever you want I would imagine can't even really imagine what his life would be like, like I was saying do? today I mean he probably couldn't i mean he's an older man so like he probably couldn't spend the rest of his like his entire worth if he even wanted to try you know he'd be probably making too much on his business no interest to even try to go that route just like buy cars all day every day or something yeah just constantly just like <laughs> hitting the button buy up. now buy now add the cart add the cart add the cart just go on robin hood and like order like you know ten thousand stocks or something buy a couple islands and just like blow them up yeah just marlon brando destroy your investments i don't know <laughs> It'd be interesting to see, like I said, if if this case, how this case resolves, and if it has an effect on whether or not Robert Kraft would have to sell the New England Patriots. It's certainly likely he will have faced some sort of suspension, fine, etc., from the league. Because if you remember, slap on the wrist. If you remember, the league's personal conduct policy uh, applies. You know, you do not have to be convicted in a court of law. Uh, for the personal conduct policy to to be put in place or for um, some of these other policies to trigger. So it's very possible he could be suspended uh, or even, like I said, forced to maybe sell the team uh, depending on what the details uh, of this case are when they they finally come out and what the resolution is, if he's able to take a deal or or reach some kind of agreement. But, I mean, like I said, if there's video evidence for him as a a law student, I mean, uh, there's some things you can do with, with... with uh, prostitution to, charges. I'm but, excited to see some video evidence. But, you know, I mean, if there's video evidence of him paying for sex, I mean, there's not a whole lot of other ways to probably interpret that, especially if you have, you know, maybe multiple visits or um, a lot of corroborating evidence where this, where the same woman maybe is, is with multiple people and they're paying or whatever it is. They probably have, like I said, uh, they have lots of men supposedly on video for all this stuff. So I'm sure they have some pretty clad evidence. sounds like I said, they did, they, they collected everything and then indicted all these people and went on major arrest rate. Uh, you know, there's more to come too. Yeah, we'll see. All right. We should move into, uh, (laughs) <laughs> what do we what do we what do you want to do next well we're going to talk next uh about the one and done rule i think in the zion williamson thing because they right. sort of go one in hand in hand uh interestingly enough there's a report this week in the nba that they are uh, going to propose that the one and done rule is essentially going to be eliminated and players will be eligible to come out of high school ready for then get into the nba draft oh, i like it it used to be that way, and yep. then it wasn't. Uh, some of the best players have 
played, you know, multiple years in college or even graduated. Mm. Guys played, used to play four years a lot. Guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, you know, I think Larry Bird played four David years. David Robinson. David Robinson played four years. Maybe Magic. Did Magic play four years? I believe so, yes. Um, I think so, because he had that rivalry with Bird in college, yep. too. And then there's, you know, players that came out of high school. Kobe. Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Dwight Howard. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady. Did Vince play one year or two? Vince Carter. Carter. I think two. Mm, or maybe he played more, because he went back and got his degree, I remember. I, I'd have but to anyway, I don't know why I'm... But so they're they're switching this up. I mean, a lot of people are blaming the NCAA for this, I think, too, which is sort of a misnomer because this is an NBA rule. The NBA implemented this to basically get a free minor league, essentially, where teams can scout a player in a essentially almost a professional environment in college. Nearly, yeah. Or, or overseas somewhere in a professional environment and get a year of information intel on them. And how their bodies, because a lot of these kids, again, when you're drafting kids at 18, there was a lot of bust back in the day. There's a lot of players whose bodies are not going. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, some players grow and get bigger. I mean, look at what's happened with Giannis in the last, you know, got gigantic few years. Yeah, so you don't really know. You can't. It's hard to project how a person's body is going to um, adapt and grow. That's why I mean, when you and I think all sports are a little bit different. You can draft high school players in. Um, the NHL and in the Baseball. MLB, yeah. in football, it, uh, it has to be three years in college, which I think is a little bit different sport. It'd be tough. It'd be a tough sell to tell me that a lot of 18 year old seniors are ready to go play with 24, 25 year old professional NFL players. Yeah, yeah. There might be a couple players here and there, guys like, you know, a Herschel Walker or something like that from back in the day that might be able to do it. But I think Just by man, and large it would be boys. it would be it would be few and far between. Whereas in basketball, uh, you can make a greater impact at a younger age. I mean yeah. there's less like uh, you know, less likely for uh, injury and stuff like that too. It's got more to do with like your handle and your fundamentals, your jump shot. Yeah. The issue here is that this would probably have to be a collectively bargained issue. The NFL players, or excuse me, NBA players association or union, uh, would have to, you know, obviously sign off on this. I don't know why they wouldn't, because it gets players in there a year earlier in their careers, a year younger, and no. allows them to make more money over their career, which obviously they pay dues. So I think the league is taking strides in preparing these people, like treating their younger players better, and uh, yeah, sort of make making the transition easier yeah they're trying to help them with their financial futures the and professional development sure. and i think a big part of that too is just how much money these guys are making too it's i mean it's kind of crazy uh to think that these guys can go broke making these these amounts this sort of uh, the the other thing is that like uh this probably won't be able to be implemented at least until the 2022 draft so we're looking at another three four drafts at least where there's going to still be the one and done or age 19. Strategically, though, as a team, you could almost like look forward to that, you know? Well, that's why a lot of people thought that the Sixers getting that 2021 Miami unprotected pick was so huge because that was the year that people thought that the one and done rule might be abolished by then, and that would be the draft date that people were shooting for. And so that draft had a potential to be loaded with both one and done players and then players from high school uh so picks in the 2021 and now probably 2022 drafts 
2022 drafts are going to be in 2023 drafts are probably going to be, you know, more valuable than uh, some of the picks right now just because of that. But I've, the Sixers gave that pick away uh, in the Tobias Harris deal, which was, um, was maybe huge. not the best. Maybe Clippers the best have deal. that in their back pocket. Now that's a, I mean, again, it probably won't be till the 2022 draft. So I guess that won't really matter. Um, but who knows where the Heat are going to be there? They're still locked into some bad contracts. Yeah, they're going to be stuck at, hovering around that nine ten spot probably. So the projected number one overall pick, Zion Williamson. If you haven't seen this guy play or his highlights or his dunks or he whatever, rem- he reminds me of like a super athletic out. Zach Randolph or something. He's about six seven, maybe almost six eight. He's about two hundred and eighty pounds. He's like Demarcus Cousins size, like thickness and weight wise and then maybe like just under lebron's height maybe like uh like an andre iguodala draymond green even like thicker version of draymond green yeah yeah, yeah. way more athletic that's true different maybe games Charles, different Charles types Barkley of game kind of type a little bit yeah yeah i could see charles barkley a little bit in it just He's super explosive but like just tiny and i mean not tiny like ripped it's but like, like compact not, not gigantic yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what his game is. A lot of people coming into the season thought R.J. Barrett would be the better pro prospect and was presumptively going to be the number one pick. But I think people have seen with Zion that he can do a little bit more than dunking. We've seen that. He's got some handling skills. He's at times been able to hit some shots. It'll come back to him at some point. But I think this guy, is, he's basically got every, you know, he's got a lot of um, the tools that he can basically mold his game with. And uh, we haven't seen a, really a player like him before, I would say. I mean, we we're talking some comparisons right now, but it's sort of hard to see a guy. I mean, the game has changed a little bit too. Yeah. So it's hard to compare some of the old you know, like Charles Barkley. When or you got to go back that bigs. far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those bigs, it's just a different way. Uh, bigs play the game in a totally different way now than they used to. And w- so uh, Zion, because one of the reasons that uh, this one and done rule thing is now reporting being popped up and stuff was because of Zion Williamson's uh, spring knee. They were playing North Carolina. It was a huge game. A lot of money on the line for, I'm sure, a lot of people, a lot of famous uh, celebrities were, you know, in attendance. Barack Obama was one of them. And Zion Williamson, uh, pretty early in the game, came down, sprained his knee, and his shoe, actually, his Nike shoe. He's wearing a, a Paul George one. I forget which one it was. Uh, they actually asked Paul George about it, and like, like he's got something to do with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, he, he tried to plant, basically, or cut, and the shoe just, like, gave PG, way on two, him. 2.5. The 2.5s, okay. And uh, they just gave way on him, and his shoe basically just exploded. I mean, we saw something similar happen to Manu Ginobili uh, a few years ago as well, and that was also a Nike shoe. Uh, and, I mean, we rarely see... Shoe malfunctions? Shoe malfunctions like this. I mean, it happens then once in a while. Then he could read Obama's lips going, his shoe broke. Yeah, and... So now there's a conversation surrounding Zion Williamson basically saying, all right, we've seen this guy play for a little bit. He is now the presumptive number one overall pick. Would you would you pick him number one if you had the number one pick? See, the thing or is... would you take with the like John Morant or... It doesn't seem like a very serious injury, so I No, it's just a sprained knee. It's not going to be like a surgical thing. I would definitely thing. still take He'll him probably just be out a few weeks. 
If, I, uh, if that. I like Morant. I really like uh, Hach- Hachimura. Is that the dude's name? From Gonzaga. He's been kind of blowing up this year. I'm a big fan so Admiral far. Admiral Schofield. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee. They've been a really good team this year, I too. I like Bull Bull a lot, too. Manute Bull's son is in yep. there somewhere. Morgan. Yeah. He looks kind of like a Mo Bamba kind of guy. Huge. But I think I like him better. So tall. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Zion would be number one, though, for sure. I think so, too. I mean, I think R.J. Barrett would probably be the number two guy on my on the board there. I like Cam Reddish too, but yeah, I do too. I mean, they have three guys that c- could go in the top five. I mean, that's pretty they, they will, they, right? But now there's a conversation surrounding Zion Williamson and his camp about you've shown enough essentially to be likely the number one pick. If not, I don't think he falls past say like three. Right? There's no there's way. No way. There's no way. There's no way. And if he does go to fall past say one or two. There's no way a team doesn't try to trade up and just stop Snatch that him. slide. Yeah, yeah. The Knicks. No or way. No way. <laughs> so, do the, the like I said, there's uh, some people now saying that he should basically shut it down for the rest of the season and preserve himself and get ready for the NBA draft, NBA combine, whatever. Get ready for the NBA. And we've seen some of this happen more in football where players are sitting out bowl games. Uh, we saw Nick Bosa this year, basically. He's one of the, probably, I guess, the most um, well-known and yeah. the, 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 the best um, analogous player that we can use would be Nick Bosa because he's a presumptive or was thought to be the number one pick in the draft coming into the season. His brother is obviously great and explosive, and he had a great season last year. And so Nick Bosa was the presumptive number one pick in this year's draft. Now, we all know the quarterback position is a quarterback position of need, so it's always possible. A quarter, I mean, quarterbacks are always overvalued in a draft, and so they're overdrafted. Um, some people are saying, you know, Quinton Williams might go number one or a, a, even a Josh Allen could go number one. Uh, but... Nick Bosa this season had a what that shoulder tear or rotator cuff thing, and he had his surgery or was it a hernia? I forget what it was. Oh, it's going to bother. My me. bad. I don't know. I have to double. I have to go back this. and double check. Uh, but he had that injury, and he was going to have surgery and rehab. And initially, he was going to be back. Um, and then, as time wore on, it, his timetable was a little bit farther back than they thought. And so, why come back for a bowl game? I mean, Ohio State was still doing well without him, obviously, but. He wanted to preserve himself for the NFL draft. And in the NFL, I mean, serious injury is more likely than in the NBA. So it's easier to say and see why these guys would want to preserve themselves if they're going to be a first-round pick, especially like a number one pick, because there's a lot of money on the line there. Uh, I'm always surprised there's not more injuries in the NBA in basketball. I think the way the game's played now, there's less injuries too because guys are less physical with each other. You used guys to see play, a lot more like eye pokes and stuff. And guys play less defense, so guys mm-hmm. are able to sort of have more like clean landings and, and dunks are less contested and things like that. You There's get like some broken fingers and stuff, and stuff but like yeah, it's, just tape it, it up like and they that. keep going. Um. Anyway, <laughs> my bad. Got <laughs> no, you off track. We're good. What was I talking about? You're talking about injuries and in NFL. Oh yeah. Well, and so. Nick Bosa, you know, shut it down, and he's not going to. He didn't play the rest of the season for Ohio State. He's been getting ready for the draft, the combine, whatever, and he's not necessarily the like number one pick lock anymore. Uh, but that's in the NFL. It's always a thing of position of need of teams, and and there's different values. Finding the right place for you, right? Mm-hmm. And so basketball, I understand the thing is a little bit different, but I I think that that's sort of the best comparison, just because. 
they both were solely high rated on the board. I mean, not everyone thought Zion would be the number one pick to start the season. A lot of people thought, like I said, R.J. Barrett, although Zion was like kind of right there. Just see where people shake out. But now out, it's sort know? of, I don't want to say clear cut, but I think most people would just say, I mean, the, the he's the odds on favorite to be the number one pick. And I think anyone would pick him not only just because of his basketball potential, but just because his box office potential. And like, you're not going to get criticized if you're the team that drafts Zion Williamson and he doesn't pan out. Right. And, and it, you know what I mean? it looks pretty likely that it'll pan out. Like you don't see wings bust quite as much as you do with uh, point guards and big men. Like, yeah. You can kind of already tell that true. he's got some skill. Like he'll be able to carve out like at least like a Corey Maggette kind of career, even if he's like, doesn't pan out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll be as big of, like, I don't think he'll be, like, a total bust, necessarily. I don't Uh, think it's very likely that he's a total bust. It's not going to be, like, Anthony Bennett or something, where it's just, like, (laughs) where does this guy play? Yeah, I can't 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 really think of, like, any wings that busted big, other than Andrew Wiggins. But even then, he still can play a little bit. You just gave him a stupid contract. I'd have to, we'd have to probably sit down and, like, really think about it uh, as far as. uh, Well, there's been, I guess, well, Reese Gaines, but that was, he's more of a point guard. Back in the day, yeah, that's, you got to go pretty far back though. Yeah, I'd have to double like look into that because I'm trying to think of like what about like Beasley? Michael Beasley is a pretty big boss that too. He made a career out of it though. He did. I mean, but you, that's true. His it's a pretty good example were, though. But I'd have to again. I'd have to think some more about that. Uh, we'd have to go through some draft. I mean, what do you think? If you're Zion Williamson, do you want to sit? Do you want to play? Do you want to make sure? I mean, I it's noted play, that. There's a report that obviously he has an insurance policy that in the ca- in, you know in the event of a career-ending injury or whatever he'd be pay out probably uh, you know a hundred million plus dollars. Now obviously that's probably not what he would make in the NBA over his career, but like that still set him up for life. It's like Lloyd's of London. He like insured his knees or something. I mean, a lot of players have done that before yeah. when you before you enter the NFL it's like or Steven, NBA draft. Steven Tyler's vocal cords the um, same way. There's a lot of people that insure who, like their uh, money makers. Who there was a couple guys in the NFL draft that I mean, all those guys, you know, the big names like Clowney, guys like that are gonna do that because especially in, you know, a sport like football. You just head in your bed. Or whatever, just because there's so much a risk for injury. Um and I think I I mean, would you would you wanna you said you'd play? I'd play if it was me. Because um well, you know what? <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, if it actually was me, I probably wouldn't play because I'm I would just want the money. That's all I care about. And it's it would be tough to look to your teammates and your coach and say, like, I'm healthy, but, like, I got to go get this money. But I also think... You could just try to play in, like, a way where you don't think you're going to get hurt. But then, but who, then you who wants to be the guy like who that. goes up You're there. more likely to get hurt playing right. like that than you would that's be true. playing regularly, which is a part of an issue. And that's why some of these guys become injury-prone because they get one major injury and then when they come back they're overcompensating and they don't trust their body like Jabari Parker or something and then they do yeah then they have another type of injury and then it just sort of cycles like that we've seen that you know number of times yeah and some i mean some guys bodies just don't hold up no matter what but i mean like Derrick Rose you know might be a good example of that um yeah Greg Oden. i mean Find some of the same. bigger guys it's kind of hard Brandon, to say just Brandon Roy Brandon Roy yeah because of um you know the big men with the feet and all that it's, it's kind of just 
Big men are just more. I mean, Kevin Durant got be. very lucky when he had that Jones fracture. That oh my that God, didn't yeah. go, you know, worse. And we saw Embiid sat out for a long time with his foot fracture. We saw it happen with like two guys like Bill Walton, Greg Yao Odin, Mane, just took him out of the Greg league. Odin, yeah. I mean, they just and his teammate Brandon Roy. I mean, imagine if Brandon Roy and Greg Odin and Aldridge and those guys had the run that comes. They still had Batum and like Wes Matthews. Was Pippen on that team still? He was. Uh, he, no, was done. he was gone by then. Yeah. But you still have, like, Wes Matthews. They had some of the other... They drafted Will Barton. They could have kept him. Mm -hmm. Now they have scrubs like Evan Turner playing at that spot instead. I don't know how he keeps getting paid, man. Well, the Blazers were the stupidly game that for $70 million. (laughs) It was like the Alan Crabb contract. They overspent on all those guys. Myers Leonard, Aminu, They paid Aminu, too. Mm -hmm. Myers Leonard, yeah. Evan Turner. And then you got Lillard and McCollum. And then Nurkic. So and Cantor now, but yeah, but that's a one-year deal. Yeah. And then Collins in a couple of years if they want to keep him. <laughs> I think I would probably want to sit out and get the money too. To be honest, uh, I understand the the need and the urge to play, and I understand you know he could get hurt any time doing a dunk or in practice or working out. Like you can always say that. I totally understand. Just like driving a car. Like you could get in a car accident at any time, driving down the street, down your house, going 70 miles an hour, going 20 miles an hour. Like it's possible. But Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, driving the car on the freeway, weaving in and out of traffic, going 100 miles an hour, you're more likely to get in a car accident than if you're driving, you know, the speed limit wherever. So if you're going to play basketball and do all that, you're more, it's possible to have that happen. And I guess you have that security either way to some extent, but I think you want to preserve your body. And I mean, it's tough just because, I mean, there's only a few weeks left before, you know, conference play starts and then the tournament March Madness, starts. Baby. And if he's not, if he's not fully healthy to go by like, you know, the conference tournaments or, you know, the tournament, then I just wouldn't, wouldn't have him play at all obviously, and he'd probably still be like, favored to win the whole thing anyway there's yeah there's him. talk i mean they didn't look good yesterday obviously or the other day without him obviously but uh but yeah i mean you still have two of arguably the top five at least one of the top five arguably two of the top five you know talents in in college basketball and then you also have uh, you know, Coach K, who has a solid advantage. I mean, there's no reason that team couldn't make some noise in the tournament. But we always see in, obviously, college basketball in the tournament, the best team doesn't always win because of the one-and-done random format. Uh, so we see teams that are really good sometimes get bounced. And Duke gets bounced almost every, you know, they get bounced pretty early almost every year, and they always have the most talent. So Yeah, they do always have a lot of talent. I mean, them in Kentucky are just it's a lot of one and race, one-and-dones. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing that. I'm a myself more of a Kentucky guy. Yeah, me too. Eric Bledsoe. I am Wild a Bledsoe Kiss. fan. Demarcus Cousins is my guy. John mm-hmm. Wall. Michael Gay killed Christ. Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah. There's lots of guys that we could keep there going is. I'm about. There is. I'm forgetting all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's, um, let's stay in basketball, though, and talk about a little something humorous before we uh, talk about Antonio Brown, uh-huh. uh, former Golden State Warriors coach uh, Don Nelson, Hall of Famer, basketball Hall of Famer. He's he lives in re- Hawaii now. Yep, he lives in Hawaii. He's been retired for how many years now? A long time. He's yeah. like 82. He uh, he was asked in a press conference the other day 
what he's been basically it's doing like, since retirement. Nelson, what have you been doing since you retired? And he basically <laughs> just said that since he's been living in Hawaii, he's just been smoking a lot of weed, which is, I mean, that's the life. If you're retired and living in Hawaii, why not? Apparently, they have a weekly poker game. It's Woody Nelson, Woody or Woody Harrelson, excuse me, Woody Harrelson, um, Willie Nelson, and Don Nelson having a, a little poker tourney. Well, apparently, Woody, um, I almost did it too. Yeah. Willie, Willie Nelson is his uh, next door neighbor and introduced him to gotcha. weed. Is what so you I got mean. Woody and Willie. Just growing and stuff. And we got Woody and Willie and then two Nelsons. Yeah. <laughs> what an interesting combo at that table. Or uh, that, you think Don and Willie are related? Nah, there's no way. I don't no think way. so, no. Um, and Steven Jackson, who everyone's favorite, is a, yeah, the Slimer, longtime weed smoker, and smoked a lot during his days in the NBA. He smoked before games. He, him said. and my boy Kmart. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they. He just he was sitting at at the table right there, and he just died laughing. Um, and uh, so I thought that was a humorous moment. There's a lot of shows that you know picked it up and it's been going kind of viral and it was something one of, cool. one of my favorite Steven Jackson things was he said he liked Milwaukee because he had a gated he had like a gate at his mansion here. <laughs> <laughs> so Milwaukee wasn't bad I had a I had a nice gate <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about man the life of an NBA player man. I don't know you know Steven Jackson did some weird things back in the day but Captain Jacks was a, a pretty pretty cool guy he had a couple a good of years on Charlotte for sure yeah Charlotte uh, he was all right. And he played a little bit in San Antonio. He was all right. Golden State. Uh, you know, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, <laughs> he's been around the block a few times. He ruined Brandon player. Jennings for everybody. Brandon Jennings was already going to yeah. be broke. Oh, he was. That broke. was one of the worst dumb picks. You just The guy's body just wasn't yeah. NBA ready. Like, it, it never was. He was too tiny. It yep. was just never going to work. Yep. Exactly what you're saying. And he was so inefficient in a game that just kept moving more and more towards efficiency. He was like Allen Iverson, but like a brick house. Yeah, brick house Allen Iverson. It's a good nickname. We just call <laughs> him, we call him Batty Chuck, where I'm from. There you go. That's a perfect nickname <laughs> for him. That is a perfect nickname. He's like the Houston Rockets in Game Seven last year. He's like James Harden in the playoffs. There you go. Yeah. Oof. So I guess uh, we got about ten minutes left here. A little less. We're going to talk a little bit about the Antonio Brown situation now in Pittsburgh. A trade has still not happened, obviously. Uh, the Steelers have come out and said they're basically not taking a discount. They still want significant compensation for Antonio Brown. He's still under contract for three more years. He has come out on Instagram and whatever, Facebook Live, whatever he posts his videos on, and he talks about how it's not about the money, but then how he wants more guaranteed money wherever he goes, and then he wants himself to be called Mr. Big Chest now. What do you think about that for a nickname, Mr. Big Chest? Stupid. <laughs> Can't do better than that, man? Uh, I guess not. I don't know. Uh, so, Mr. Big Chest. Yeah. And then you're looking around at all the guys on your team that got bigger chests than you. Like, <laughs> it's all about all the right, money, man. Mind. It's about the war chest. Oh, it's the war chest. I thought he meant he was getting real big upstairs. No, no. It's well, about the money. That's still stupid. I know. Uh, everything that he's been doing, I think, is sort of silly. Him and it, uh, Ben Roethlisberger seem to have a beef. Le'Veon Bell and the team had a beef. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell is going to hit free agency this offseason, this summer. Is there a date where he's going to hit that? Just whenever free agency March 13th starts. is when the league uh, calendar starts. And I'll then I think down. free agency starts uh, like a week or two after that. Uh, so he'll be an unrestricted free agent. The Steelers are not going to use a tag on him. Not using, They're not going to use the transition tag. 
And so he'll be an unrestricted free agent. And now Antonio Brown wants to trade. He's sort of been made expendable to some extent, I guess, by Juju Smith-Schuster, who's obviously a clear number one wideout. But I love that guy. Part of it is is Juju not benefiting a ton from Antonio Brown being on the field and getting a ton of attention. You take Antonio Brown away, and now everyone's focusing on Juju Smith-Schuster. Is he going to be as effective? Ben's another year older. It's clear that they basically rolled with Ben over the skill position players. We saw them, I mean, out of all the killer bees, Ben's the last one. Martavis Bryant's gone. Le'Veon Bell's gone. Antonio Brown will be gone. Yeah. Ooh, Bell? The Steelers are expected to receive a likely a third-round pick as a compensatory pick for Le'Veon Bell relieving, obviously because they're going to trade Antonio Brown or, I guess, cut him, but they're not going to cut him. They're going to trade Antonio Brown. Um, he will not obviously be eligible. That will not be eligible um, for comp- uh, compensatory picks for draft compensation. Oh, those, those came out today, by the way. Yeah, there was two teams, the Rams and the Patriots, that were awarded, I believe, third-round compensatory picks, Yeah, uh, which are held at the end of the round. I don't... I sort of understand the structure of that. I, I do think still giving teams third-round compensatory picks is still high just because for like losing a player that some team overpaid i think you know maybe fourth at the highest should be given out with more like fifth and sixth and stuff i mean give more guys opportunities to get drafted Mm -hmm. but don't just give teams that let a player walk who another team overpaid like draft picks i i sort of don't like that just because uh it 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 goes against the player because the team is you. the team is less likely to give want to give them an extension and give them money, knowing that if they leave and someone else pays them, they will receive at least some sort of compensation in return. It also drives trade values down, knowing that when players leave free agency, you know teams will get those picks anyway. So if you're not gonna like last year, if you're if you're not if you're the Steelers, you're not gonna give Le'Veon Bell away for less than a third round pick last year at the trade deadline or anything, because you know, you're going to get a pick in the compensatory draft. So it sort of kept him out of football, kept his draft value at least suppressed to some extent, just because you knew you had to at least give up that third round pick. Um, So I I don't really like that necessarily. I think that they should move the compensatory picks down and award them. If they're going to award them, award them later in the draft. Uh, So a lot of, um, so that's a little bit more balanced out. I think, I'd feel but, better about a fourth rounder. Yeah, late like you know, late fourth round, more fifth and sixth round picks as opposed to giving out, like I said, at the end of the third round. I mean, that's that's solid value. Uh mm-hmm. you can find starting players there and that's just for not signing a guy. Like I don't think teams should be rewarded in that sense. And maybe small markets should be rewarded for that, but No, because football's a hard cap across the board yeah. and market has had nothing to do with free agency i mean we've seen teams like you know philly or even jacksonville a couple of years ago go big in free agency like if there's an nba team in jacksonville nobody be going there you know what i mean like you don't see big name free agents signing with the tampa bay devil rays that's no you know you don't see them signing with the miami marlins i mean carl john carlos stan signed that but it was an extension but free agents aren't going down there you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's what I I mean. The NFL, like I said, has sort of balanced that out. I mean, it's more about fit, coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about who's going to pay you because with a with a set cap, players 
you know, you have to pay everyone under that. So there's no going over like in basketball where you can, you know, with bird rights Looks and yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, there's none of that. So you just, that's, you have X amount of dollars to spend. And if a guy is just over your budget, you just, you can't keep him. Nothing you can do. Um, and that's why, you know, free agency is, is, and has hit the NFL. And that's why what the Patriots have done has been pretty incredible just because there's so much player movement you know back in like the 70s when the Steelers won all those titles four titles I mean there's a lot of the same players on those teams because they're able to keep those guys now you see you know a team wins the Super Bowl and within a year or two all the players are trying to sign big money deals with other teams because teams are trying to cash in on you know maybe that was a secret to their success and some players work out some players don't uh, but teams aren't able to stay together you see if a, a quarterback wins a Super Bowl, they're awarded a huge contract and that hampered. We saw that Joel Flacco, yep. who was traded last week with the Ravens, they finally moved on. I mean, he struggled. Eli Manning, same thing. Uh, you know, these guys won the Super Bowl and they're paid. I mean, Eli isn't paid all that much, but Flacco got that huge deal and it and it killed the rest of their team. They had to get rid of a bunch of starters and the team just never recovered. It was never good enough. And he was never good enough to take them over take the them top. back there, yeah. Yeah, he, wasn't, he, he just didn't deserve that contract. So... With Big Ben left, I mean, we'll see what happens. Do, would you deserve a spot you'd like to see Antonio Brown? I mean, we've heard the Niners mentioned. Niners would be nice. Somebody mentioned the Jets, I think. Take them um, on Green Bay. They, you wouldn't, I don't think the, the, the Green Bay Packers could afford that contract. I don't That's the other either. issue is yeah. is taking the contract. And the Steelers are reportedly – Antonio Brown's going to count them out. Even with the trade, he's going to count like $20 million against their cap. I didn't realize it was money, that much, man. In dead money. Um, and so, yeah, taking on him and then he, again, sort of uh, – he reportedly wants more of his money guaranteed if you do trade for him. Uh, so is that driving his draft value, or excuse me, his uh, trade, trade value, value down with, with a team knowing, hey, I'd give up a second or a third rounder or even a first rounder or whatever for this guy, but now I have to give up that amount of money. I have to pay him his contract and then give him more money on top of that. I mean, that's a big ask if he wants out that's true. of Pittsburgh. Um, we only got about a minute, minute or so left. Any uh, last words? <laughs> famous last words, baby. You got any famous last words? Nah, I don't got anything. Uh, go Bucks, I guess. Keep the roll going. Yeah, they beat the Celtics yesterday. I think the That's schedule gets stuff. easier from there. We should be able to keep rolling. After that win, it's basically a lock that the Celtics can't get, you know, one of the top one or two seeds. So it's just helping them cement their spot, yeah. uh, you know, at the at the top of the Eastern Conference. See the Raptors will lose a couple it's of games. It's going to be an interesting situation to watch, like the, the Celtics and the Sixers down the stretch because one of them wants to pass Indiana, but then it's very possible that – they could both pass Indiana and then still be in that. Stuck uh, in the mire, man. Yeah, and have to play in the first round. So that could be a huge, huge issue. This has been Top of the Key, everybody. We're going to be back from 10 to 11 p.m. Central Time next Friday. Friday the 29th. Riverwest Radio, 104.1 FM. Be there. Find us on iTunes. Got all our archive podcasts. Holler at it. Check it out. SoundCloud. Whatever you want to do, guys. Shout out. Yeah. See you. Uh, see y'all next week, I guess. Maybe we'll record a podcast side. this week. Yeah. That'd be sweet. I All think right. we might be able to do it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Peace out. Okay.